0: Hi there, guys. It's Libertarians for America, and this is our podcast, Break the System. Um, it's for a little bit of background, if you're watching this on the YouTube, I'm Rodin Morshidi, a 16-year-old out of NorCal, and this is my co-founder and co-CEO, Jack DePizzo, Jack DePizzo 16 years old also Uh SoCal. Um, a little bit about ourselves. We're really dedicated to breaking the two-party system and involving more parties. Um, it is important that this also very um,
1: dedicated to
0: this very polarized system needs to be cracked. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a necessity today. We just see these two different Neo, uh, these two different Neo, you neo, neoliberals and neocons, both ruining the media and, and, and everything is just getting completely, um, ruined our freedoms are really Um ruined. We're
1: seeing the effects of a two-party system in its tone America. We're also seeing how, we're also seeing the decline of freedom of speech and just the acceptance of it, which is so scary because it's one of our fundamental values that we have the freedom of speech. Oh yeah. It's also, I mean, really, I think what this election has showed is just how bad a two-party system is and how urgent we need to break the system. Because if we don't break it, this will keep happening. And this will only further destroy America. And in the future, we could see ourselves in a third world country.
0: Oh yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Jack. Uh, today is it's, it's it's just getting crazy. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at the system around us, and everything is just falling apart. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. So yeah, th- without further ado, welcome to our podcast, and this is our first episode. We like to call it pilot. Uh, very basic, but yeah, it is the pilot and is the baby of our um, big major podcast that is going to be here forever. Um, Absolutely. So so yeah, welcome. Uh, So the first thing I want to talk to you about, Jack, is uh, what are your thoughts on President Trump or former President Trump, should I say, um, his impeachment? And what are your thoughts on Biden saying that is an absolute necessity and one of the top causes that the uh Senate needs to worry about today?
1: Well, I think when it comes to impeachment, I think there are more important issues than trying to impeach a former president oh, yeah. who can no longer actually do anything. And I know a lot of people like to call him dangerous, and a lot of people like to call him the reason for a lot of problems. And regardless of believe that or not, it's impossible for him to actually really do anything now. So I say an impeachment kind of a waste of time and a waste of resources, to be, to be quite frank. And I think it's also kind of this is different than previous impeachments. I think you can say the same thing because now he's a former president. He's no longer just a president. So I feel that with that also.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, 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 like, it's like the Senate trying a, a regular civilian at this point, you know?
1: Being a dead horse. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're being a dead horse. Somebody who. I mean, I don't think he's going to run in 2024. And if he does, I'm very doubtful he's going to get any traction. I oh, think yeah. Republicans now are trying to distance themselves. I could see Donald Trump Jr. running in 2024 perhaps, but even then he won't be affected at all by this trial. It's not like the trial. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: been... Trump Jr. Oh, well, <laughs> Trump Jr. running is
1: – kind of I mean the media would yeah, that's, destroy that's, him. That's
0: a guy that I I don't see fit for literally anything in life.
1: Yeah, I mean he posts memes <laughs> on
0: screen. Yeah, he's a he's a bit loony. Um, he likes yeah. to hang out with rappers and whatnot. So I, I don't you know Trump Jr. being as far as him yeah. running, um, no,
1: no. He also is affiliated with a lot of people who let's just say you don't want to be affiliated with. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's insane. Him and uh, Hunter yeah. Biden uh are
1: so, just... Well, what are your thoughts about the impeachment? Everything going on regarding it.
0: I mean. Quite literally, what do I think it's like right now if they said to, you know, you, Jack, like the Senate was to say, hey, Jack, uh, I'm impeaching you. Um, you you cannot be impeaching regular civilians, especially when we have different literal differences in this country. And, and, and we have so many issues that we need to tackle. Um, it's, it's quite literally silly. Uh, and I really like to blame Nancy Pelosi for this. Um, you know, absolutely. She's just she's an old she's a she's a lady that's sitting inside of you know the house and she's she has nothing to do, nothing. And, and you know what? That's the crazy thing I heard about Nancy Pelosi the other day was that she was trying to ban um, the word "dad" and "mom" or "father" and "mother." Heck? on the birth certificate, which is insane. She says to be gender neutral, we should uh, disinclude that and just have parent one and parent two with the child's wow. name. Um, and wants want to, to get, get rid of that. the child's gender because she says it's a social construct. Now now, give or take. I, I can see where she's coming from. you know, of course we want to be inclusive. But rather than take out father and mother, why don't we just make it an option of, you know, a gender neutral person, right? I mean,
1: absolutely. I mean, you can just make it where, you know, there's an option for two fathers, for example, if it's like a homosexual couple or, you know, two or two mothers. I mean, that's totally okay. In fact, we 100% support that. But to remove the option for mother and father is just Ridiculous. Add options don't eliminate options. I think is that's, exactly. that's what we're promoting, and
0: that's what we're promoting, guys. Is main thing we need to add, not eliminate. Everything exactly. is about add, eliminate. You know, just why like why is it like add, when, add, like, add, add?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we don't want to take the Apple approach, where, for example, they took away the headphone jack. We want to add to it. We don't want to take away stuff. Nobody liked it when Apple took away the headphone jack. Let's not do the same thing with birth certificates or other measures that are being implemented by, you know, by the left. And I mean, yeah. I don't really like to use the term radical left, but there comes to a point where there are just so many bigger issues out there than what they're trying to tackle. And I feel like Nancy Pelosi is kind of the um, the epitome of that. I mean, there are, yeah. there are so many issues. And,
0: Why and don't I, we do? I don't, oh, um, well, I don't blame, the, and I don't blame the left. Um, you know, of course, I, I don't like Marxists, Leninists, mm-hmm. you know, communists in general. Um, I strongly disagree with and, and I don't like the ideology of socialism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regular left, re- regular Democrats, I really don't have an issue with. It's really the people that get on my nerves the most are the neoliberals. Um, mm-hmm. The neoliberals are those that are just ruining and plaguing America, CNN, Wolf Blitzer, um, you know, Anderson Cooper, you know, these types of guys, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, probably one of the biggest neoliberals are really plaguing America. And then on the other hand, we have the neoconservatives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, you have Mitch McConnell and you have, you um, Ben Shapiro is another neoconservative, I like to say. And um, another big neoconservative is John Bolton I, and Mike I, Pompeo. Yeah, um, th- These guys are just the ruining, the ruining America, the ruining American values. Um, and, and I like to look at neoliberals and neoconservatives kind of like I like to see it like mold. I like to see it like two different funguses. They come from the same family. So, and ultimately both of them have the same objective is to ruin things and make things worse. Um, rather than make anything better, just, just make everything worse. Is that's that's their objective, right? They're both molds. They just come in different forms and a different shape. Um,
1: and they attack absolutely and they're constantly fighting for each other. Well, yeah. basically you could think of them as like cold and hot. And really what they're doing is they're just trying to solve their agendas rather than helping American people. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, those people are not for Americans. They're just for their values. And ultimately, most people don't agree with their values. So it's inherently un-American of their acts. You know, I mean, for example, trying to implement your neoliberalism or your neoconservatism is only helping a very select few who actually support it. But hurting all the rest. We need a libertarian approach that takes in both. Well, I don't know like, supports it, it but the
0: rich. But, um, you know, it, it, like Bill Gates is the biggest neoliberal. The Koch brothers are some of the biggest neoconservatives. Really, when people are always – I see all these leftists on my Instagram, on my Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, the rich, the rich, the rich, the
0: rich. They're all – rich
1: people have a big misconception about taxing the rich it's not just that simple exactly. uh i mean you know we can go we can have an entire three-hour podcast about taxing oh, yeah. the rich and all this stuff but you know quite simply put rich people are rich because they know how to handle their money they have the best oh, accountants yeah. in the world and you know it's kind of funny because every time you pass uh tax on the rich all that means is just more loopholes every okay. time you pass a tax bill you're actually making more you're actually passing another loophole bill um uh, and I mean, there's just so many ways to not have your money taxed. It's actually kind of ridiculous. I mean, if you look at Jeff Bezos, for example, he pays less. He technically pays less income tax than probably most uh, people who make a like hundred thousand a year. And the reason for that is because he uses stocks. This is how the very rich get their money. And unless you start taxing like stocks, which obviously has problems, you know, you're not going to solve the problem with just taxing the rich. So yeah. I really hate it when people oversimplify it, right?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. Um, the rich, everyone blames them and whatnot, and they say, "Well, we gotta stop the rich." And what we need they, is
1: competition. We yeah, need, yeah, and and,
0: and the number one thing I hate is these these leftists always blaming, um, and of course. When I say leftists, I don't mean, you know, the good left. I don't mean the 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 real Democrats of this nation, you know, yeah, blue of dog course. democrats. Or, you know, those are we good mean people. we mean this we we, might we mean the minority, right? We radical. mean the neoliberals, we mean the Marxists, we mean the Stalinists, we mean the Leninists. Yeah, right. This is who we mean. Absolutely. Um so you know, evidently these people blame everything on capitalism. Capitalism is bad, capitalism is bad. They just look at the neocons. Right, they look at the um, far right, the the far right, the neocons, the fascists, the other bad guys on the right side, and and they say, well, capitalism is terrible, you know, capitalism is horrible. And I I look at myself, I'm like, no, no, they don't want capitalism. They want their own authoritative play on the market. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's it's totally the opposite of what we want oh yeah yeah they want they want um i was reading a segment on mitch mcconnell and uh mitch mcconnell considers himself this catalyst right well let me tell you one thing about mitch mcconnell that's extremely funny that i read about uh he's in support of you know rules and regulations of where people can sell lemonade stands and whatnot so like if a kid wants to open up their lemonade stand right an innocent kid on like a street corner he's totally against that permit oh yeah mitch mcconnell's totally against that but mitch mcconnell is for offshore offshore drilling and i think that's the real issue with people looking at capitalism is they think that everyone takes a neoconservative outlook on everything um
1: Absolutely. Just Um,
0: corporations give, 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 give to the corporations, nothing for small businesses. But That's not real capitalism.
1: People people often forget that libertarianism is actually the true form of capitalism. And of course, I think another thing people get confused about is laissez-faire capitalism, or basically almost like capitalism where there's no restrictions. Of course, we don't believe in that. We have sense, we have common sense, we have rationale. And people often misconstrue that with with the far right, which honestly, I blame them for tainting the reputation of capitalism they get yeah. and ultimately the part right. of the best system we have and... hello there John. No. you there you know, um, yeah i'm here yeah can Jack you hear me?
0: was having some te- technical difficulties yeah yeah i can hear you
1: oh was that okay that's good yeah so um you know i think ultimately we can agree on that now I think when it comes to libertarianism, is libertari- the libertarian approach to capitalism is this: we want to make it as we want everybody to have the opportunity to make a business and become successful. However, that does not guarantee you will be successful. And I think that's the ultimate flaw in many. Ar- I think that's the ultimate counter argument with many of these far leftist uh, pro socialism, is right. how oh some people you know starve, some people go broke. Well, the thing about that is basically everybody in socialism is broke and starving. With capitalism, at least it gives you the option to, you know, go out of there. Yeah. And I mean,
0: I mean yeah. also, w- one thing that I see the neocons are promoting, it's not capitalism, it's more like Rubidism. Oh, no. um, yeah. It, and if you're familiar with what Rubidism is, it's um, what the 1700s and the, uh, you know, the 1800s during the Industrial Revolution, uh, up to, I believe, until. The 1890s England was the stronghold of Rubidism, which was basically, uh, I'm not sure about the 1890s, but uh, it was in that 18th to 19th century era, yeah, where Rubidism was basically give, 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 give to the corporations, give, 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 give to the corporations, no pay attention not for that. to the small businesses. Um, and then that was Rubidism. Um, and, and then the more I look at it. These neocons—they're they're not for capitalism. They're for rubidism. They want to give and give and give to corporations. Nothing. They don't want any attention to small businesses. Nothing like that. Um, the truth is, what's good for the American people is small businesses. What's good for the American people is—you know—of um, course, corporations are always going to be around. But monopolies and, and multinational corporations—that's—that's that's not good for the American people. That's not what capitalism is promoting, Absolutely. right? Capitalism on its basis is, is promoting for everyone to have an equal opportunity, well, not equal in a sense, but equal in the sense that I can open up a business. Jack can open up a business, right? <laughs> um, my other friends, right? They can open up businesses and you know, whoever's business does successful, whoever find you know, if the common people find Jack's business better than mine, then Jack makes more money. It's that simple. Um, of course, and what
1: that and of course what that does right. is it drives competition. You know, now yeah. Rodin has to do something with his business to do better. And basically, within and with small businesses, you know, it allows for a continued progression in better products and better services. This is something that necess- that's not as necessary when it comes to corporations, which can often monopolize, and they can often result in mass uh manipulation in the market for example let's say um let's say you have a town right and let's say there are there's, a, there's one town that has three small businesses three small grocery stores and there's another town that has one large you know super grocery store like let's say Walmart for example right yeah if if the town one loses one of the small businesses it can still function and it can still survive on the other two and the other two will ultimately grow to take up the place of the one that left But for the town, too, that has the one corporation, if that corporation leaves, everybody in that town is now basically, you know, they're kind of uh, in the best situation, let's put it that way. So, and what that causes is it causes market manipulation, where those corporations can then bribe for lower taxes. You know, they can threaten. We've seen this before. They lobby.
0: They lobby lobby big time.
1: Yeah. Small business can't do that. And that's why that's the difference. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, and we've seen that in America back then. You California. Know, City, California.
0: California. Right? Uh, California. I don't know if you guys it's, know.
1: It's been driving all the small businesses.
0: I don't know if you guys know this, but California, guess what? A couple of years ago, I believe it was 2017 or 2016, guess what happens? There's a new tax right. implemented. Small businesses. Small businesses. Well, guess what? California was saying, "You know what? These businesses are gonna be all targeted. It's gonna target the, the corporations and whatnot." No, 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 no. Because you know what? The big corporations in California, they weren't affected at all. But guess what? The mom and pop shops in Oakland, San Francisco, um, Compton, right? You know, Fresno, Hayward. All, all, Hayward, all these, all these little. Mom and pop shops everywhere, you know, in these cities I mentioned, and much more cities, were starting to have money problems, and and why? Why? Because there was taxes raised on them. Um, that's not capitalism, you know. Absolutely. And everyone likes to, every all the left likes to praise California and hallelujah to California. You know, they have the best services. Let me tell you one thing about California. You know, we talk, we place, um, in the last 50 states amongst the last 50 mm-hmm. states in education. Did you know that we're about 48th? I believe we are the most impoverished. We have the most people below the poverty line um, per capita. I believe actually we are
1: 47th. We are also, we're also the 50th in the entire United States for business opportunities. That oh, is yeah. below Mississippi, Alabama and all those poor southern states. as Oh, well, yeah, we're,
0: which- we're below. We're we're doing terrible. And And you're looking at the new Silicon Valley. Dallas, Texas, it's, it's, this is California's plagued its residents. It's plagued its small business owners. Absolutely. And we're seeing this. And the more I look at it, it's because of the neoliberals that are in California lobbying for these things, lobbying for this, you know, insane taxes on. Well,
1: let's, let's put it this way: when when people say, "Oh, this new tax bill is going to help the corporations," it's the corporations who formulated and lobbied for the tax bill. So obviously, oh, they're yeah. not going to make it a tax. They're not going to make it apply to them. They're yeah. going to make it apply to all the other businesses. Now, I also want to touch upon the fact that California receives the most tax of any state. We have the highest taxes in the entire country, oh. more than even the New England states like Massachusetts and Connecticut, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. despite that, we still have very bad education, very bad uh, public services, very bad roads. And if you look at many parts of California, it looks like rural world country. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like, for example, if you, if you, if you know Los Angeles, there's a place called Wilmington. And it literally looks like Mexico. And when I mean literally looks like Mexico, I literally mean it looks like Mexico. And, and Jack is, is half insane.
0: Mexican himself. I
1: mean, he's seen Mexico. Um,
0: yeah, this is
1: not the pretty part. This is the, you know, ghetto part. And that just, and that just proves something. It's like, how come in a world country and part in part in, in LA County, which has the most tax money of any county in the entire country has such bad poverty and such bad infrastructure. And you know why? It's because of uh, because more taxes does not equate to better public service. It equates to more money in the very few corrupt politicians that run our state and our government. And people don't seem to realize this. People seem to think, oh, if I give the government money, they're gonna help me out. No, that's not how it works. That's simply not how it works.
0: Oh well, yeah, I mean um, I think that's one of the biggest things that's plaguing our nation is this whole ideology of oh you I, know if i, I give more money if i give more money it's gonna get better no it doesn't get better it gets worse it gets california,
1: worse. california well california is a perfect example of that and i think you know i'm a bit worried for texas because texas despite seeing massive growth and seeing massive um you know just yeah massive uh, migration it's starting to become more liberal for some reason people who move to texas from liberal states like california they seem to bring the same ideologies that they dislike and then vote for the same people that ruined their original state, which I don't understand. And what we're going to see is we're going to see the same thing with Texas if something doesn't change. Because California at one point was like Ohio. Ohio used to be very much like California in terms of government, election, everything. But California has slowly become more liberal. And now we're seeing where houses are unaffordable. Uh, My colleague, Rodim, um, he lives in an area where... Just 50 years ago, you could be a middle class household, you know, a teacher and maybe like even a nurse and you could buy your own house. Oh, now, yeah. you can't even yeah. be a doctor and an engineer and buy your own house. Oh it's yeah, I mean ridiculous.
0: if you look at it in the 70s, most of the houses on my block were worth about $25 to $75,000. Mm-hmm. Now, even with inflation, that's let's let's check real quick. Uh, inflation calculator. Um, this is the This is a national database. Um,
1: And another thing about the Bureau
0: of Labor Statistics. So I'm going to type it in. We're going to say $75,000, right? Just for good measure. In January 1970, right? Um, Let's see. 1970 was the year I've heard. So that would have the same buying power as about half a million dollars. Right, which is you know for Northern California, it's pretty good. Um, Guess what, Jack? Most of the houses on the block now are worth about one
1: million. That's insane. That's
0: even adjusted with inflation.
1: Even for our, uh, market growth. Oh yeah. So inflation, and let's say you know, of course, houses are raising value, right? So, you know, California is so should not be one million dollars. This that is, is nineteen seventy. Maybe seven hundred fifty thousand that's that's not that far behind i mean the same thing with the same thing where i live i don't really want to give my exact location for privacy reasons but let's just say that 50 yeah. years ago you could easily buy a house here for i would say 20,000 maybe okay, 40,000 for so a i
0: just i just found out my bad jack but i just found out that guys that where i live i'm not going to give the exact location of course um but you know i live in the east bay um and the median household uh, for to buy a household, what my bad, to buy a house was $50,000 in January 1975. Um, that has the same buying power as about $249,000, about $250,000 today. That's insane. If you guys actually take a look at that, $250,000. I, I mean, come on. It's raised by $750,000. That's insane. Uh, that's it's that's too much. ridiculous. Um, and the cheapest house on the block, mind you, was worth about only, you know, $30,000, which would be worth in today's time at about $150,000. The cheapest house on the block today is worth about 900 to $800,000. And it's not like the area has gotten much better in terms of education, in terms of client cleanliness, actually, the crime rate has increased. So really evidently you're, you're looking at a, an area that it's literally getting plagued by these taxes and getting plagued by these corporations lobbying. Well,
1: it's also getting plagued by also the infrastructure and uh, basically like the zoning as well, because let's put it this way. Where my colleague lives in the general area, you know, not just talking about where he lives, but the general area, let's just say that it's a very, very desirable place to live. And it's where a lot of people want to live in, but they can't. And normally, a normal response to this would be: we need to build more apartments, and we need to build more townhouses and houses. We need more development, right? All right. So there's really high demand. We need to we need to uh, reflect that with more stock. However, what California is thinking is actually never mind. We're not going to do any of that. As demand increases at you know at an insane rate, we're going to keep the stock the same. We're not going to make new houses. Sorry, we're not going to make new apartments. We're not going to do anything like that to help manage the demand and what this results in is results in such a high demand but the housing market hasn't really changed at all this is ridiculous what needs to happen is it is old houses they need to be turned into apartment buildings apartment buildings skyscrapers anything that can house more people in a limited amount of space however say california i don't know i mean i i I mean they're just not very logical when it comes to stuff like that so i think it's our responsibility as a new generation, to make sure that housing development is facilitated, like every other place.
0: Yeah, I mean, right? I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's it's like a necessity right now. Currently, we, we can't be affected by what is going on. Um, and and that's, that's the real truth um, to the matter that, you know, me and you, we can't be looking at a society where oh my god you know
1: I, press this. I mean we can't buy a house like this this is unsustainable i mean for example yeah, you totally can agree. use like a t- i mean you can use like a teacher right i think a teacher salary is a very good base salary for how much you should be pricing your houses yeah. and you know and, and still you can't buy a house anywhere you can't even really buy an apartment anymore for that price yeah i mean and i totally agree it's so it's
0: insane
1: so what's the solution here the solution here is that we need to build more apartments. We need to double or triple the housing capability. And
0: we need to get rid of these neocons and neoliberals. I mean, it's Absolutely. just, that's too simple. much simple. Too
1: much bureaucracy.
0: Yeah. Barack- so, yeah, I mean, guys, basically, this is a rundown of what you're going to be hearing in this podcast. Of course, we're going to be talking about different topics. I mean, it's of not course. just
1: going to be the same thing. Also, if you guys want a topic, please request it, and yeah. we'll be more than happy to do it
0: please tell us the days that you guys would like these podcasts to be dropped. Um, the days and the times that you guys would like these podcasts to be dropped. We want you guys, we want to grow this podcast. We want it to be Absolutely. a family podcast. We want it to be like, you know, you sit down with the family and you're like, you know what, let's listen to break the system. Um, let's listen to this and let's see, you know, what the unbiased um, Americans think and, and, and what these 16 year olds think, um, We want this podcast to be like you. You're coming from home from work, and you're just tired. You're like, you know what? Let me listen and break the system because they're unbiased media, and that's who we are. We're We're unbiased unbiased media. We're unbiased media, and we're
1: you don't have to go through. I mean, you don't have to go through looking at your phone, looking at so much media and propaganda that ultimately doesn't accomplish anything. We get all the actual facts, and we condense it in a version that's good for you. And we also condense oh, yeah. it in a way where we input our knowledge and we put it in our perspective because we are at the end of the day very into politics yeah. as we are the operators of Yeah. Libertarians for America.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, so that brings us to our end of our podcast. Thank yeah. you for listening and thank you for watching. Thank you.
1: Libertarians for America. Right. Have a good one. Bye. All right, have a good one. Bye.